the Game Guys podcast. That's right. We have an intro now. Um, and we've also got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Ubisoft Forward event happened, and there were a couple of cool things that came out of that, most notably uh, Far Cry 6 and Valhalla gameplay, and some new features were revealed, so we'll talk about that. Um, and then, of course, Ghost of Tsushima was released a couple of days ago, and we've both played a, a pretty good bit of it. Act 1. Yeah, I'm a couple of missions into Act 2. I'm the last of Act 1. Yeah, but you, you, uh, you actually took your time, so you, you probably can talk more about like the side quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've pretty much just been following the main storyline. Connor. Hunter, why? No, it's... Well, I've been exploring and stuff, but... I mean, not a lot. The only reason that I'm exploring is just to see everything. Like, because the world is so big and beautiful that it's... It's just fun to explore and, like, mess around with photo mode and stuff. And take cool pictures. Yeah, you've messed so around when with I'm not, more than me. Yeah, when I'm not following the... Uh, the the story i'm messing around in photo mode but uh we've we've got all that to talk about and we've we've also got some big news we are on apple Podcasts, spotify google play or at least we should be i don't know i haven't checked either the latter but i i do know that we're on apple podcasts i have checked that you have you checked spotify i thought you did no Oh, cool. I signed it up, but it 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 had to refresh, and uh, I just never checked. I'll I'll check right now. You know what? I can check. Oh yeah, because you you're a Spotifyer. I'm not a Spotifyer, but um, we should be up on those. So, uh, no more SoundCloud posts because I ran out of storage on there. <laughs> Um, I'll probably, if you're listening to this, then you're listening to this. I don't know. I might upload it to YouTube, but if you're listening to this, then you're you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, maybe Stitcher. I don't know. I haven't yeah, been able to get that Spotify. to work yet. <laughs> what? You might want to check Spotify instead of me. I'm seeing a bunch of stuff when I search game guys. I'll, I'll look at it later, but we should be there. That's that's the point. Maybe, hopefully, probably. I signed us up, so we should be good. But uh, that's exciting, and we have an intro. And not only do we have an intro, we also have a soundboard um, yeah, and to demonstrate. Do. Like, like, listen. Do you do you guys hear Mario coming? Because I don't either. We're safe for now <laughs> until it's we're safe for now. The air again. Yeah. Uh, I think I hear him. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. There we go. I got it. It was just taking a while. Couldn't that also be Luigi jumping? Shut up. 
Um, so we, we've got a soundboard now. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but we have a special guest on the podcast. So uh, that'll be at oh, the end. Do. Yeah, I forgot. That'll be at the end. Um, we're, we're interviewing a, a pretty big, pretty big name in gaming. So stick around till the end for that. Uh, but first on the on the agenda is Ghost of Tsushima. Now we picked this up the day that it came out. We both pretty much played it all day. Um, I've I haven't I got through all of Act One that day, and then um, I haven't been playing it a whole lot since. But like I said, uh, I've I've mostly been focusing on the story. But I have like the world has drawn me away from it a little bit because I'll be riding to a checkpoint or somewhere on the map that I'm supposed to be going to, and then I'll get distracted and and just start, like, exploring all the waterfalls and, and like, swampy areas. Or you'll find a fox den or see a golden bird flying around, and you're like, this leads to cool stuff that I can have and use. Right, and sometimes whenever you're riding the missions, uh, you'll, like, ride in, in the middle of the path that you're supposed to be headed on. Uh you'll you'll find like a mongol hideout and so though i normally always do those just because like it it gets your uh combat skills strengthened up and uh they're also fun so i haven't really been doing the mongol hideouts as i've come across them because I've either been doing a side mission or a main story mission or following a fox, which will lead you to a shrine where you can get charms and stuff or a golden bird. So, yeah. But they do have Mongol leaders in them that you can observe and kill. Observing them helps you unlock a new stance, and each stance is good for different types of enemies. So there's ones with swords, and that's what the first stance you have is good against. And then there's the one for if people have a shield, and that's the second one you get. It's good that's, against those. That's the water stance, right? Yeah. The first those are the only two I have. Stone. Yeah, first is stone, second is water. And then third is wind stance, and that's good against spears. And I learned I that if you that. observe the Mongol leader and then kill the Mongol leader, you can get two points instead of just one. Yeah, it's... Them. Yeah, I figured there was some sort of bonus to observing first and killing, but I'm too impatient to do that. So do you so, just walk up to the hideout and immediately hit stand off? Uh, sometimes. Normally, normally I just take like a stealth approach and try and sneak around, mm-hmm. but that's also not the way of the samurai, so I feel kind of guilty about doing that. Well, you are but, called the Ghost of Tsushima Hunter. Well, what are ghosts? Do ghosts walk up to the middle? Of I the think I, I think I told you enemy. earlier that I was wearing the samurai army armor. So I yeah, still have to act like a samurai. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I live by a code, Josh, and you need to respect that. What is that code, Hunter? Uh, don't, don't stab someone in the back because they you can't see you, and it's not fair. You have to stab someone in the back to progress the game along. It when it teaches you the assassination. Yeah, but not 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 if you're just going around killing people. You don't have to do it then. Then you can follow your own code. 
to quote to quote Arthur Morgan or John Marston, I don't remember who said it. We all have a code that we live by. And I don't remember the exact quote, so I'm just going to stop it there. But my point is is that the samurai code is important and I'm going to follow it because I don't want to let my uncle down. And I think that you just need to you need to deal with that. Well, you can settle with trying to live up to your uncle's high standards while I just be a disappointment to him. Well, listen, I think at the end of the day, as as long as uh, as long as everything turns out just fine for for old Jim. Tsushima. Well, I don't care about Tsushima. I only care about Jin. For for Lord Sakai, then then we're good. Because he is the ghost. And ghosts are important. Which does the uncle care more about? Jin or Tsushima? Tsushima. Because if the uncle cares more about Tsushima, who's to say he won't immediately kill Jin once they get out because he broke the Samurai Code and he's kind of... Well, how's that hurting Tsushima? I mean... Fair. Exactly. You, you, you know that the samurai code is important, and you just don't want to live. You just don't want to live by the samurai code because it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, yeah, I sneak around and stab people. <laughs> Pretty much contradicting that? everything that I've I've been saying. So, but the standoffs also, are really fun. Oh yeah, they are, and you can. It's pretty much an easy way to kill at least one person. Yeah. And then you can and upgrade it to where you can chain it and have an enemy rush you right after you kill the one in the standoff, and then a second one will rush you. So not to if mention, you're good at it, you can get three kills at the beginning. Right. Not to mention that it feels really cool. Mm-hmm. And looks and cool, too. Question. The songs, have you been following? If you find them, have you been following them? The, the songs? Oh, you don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> if you talk to the people in the villages, or just randomly come across them, I've found all the ones I've, the two I've done by talking to people in the villages. And they'll say, mm-hmm. I heard this tale from a musician in this area. Go there and he can tell you. And it's usually like something you can learn. Like the first one I did was, I think it was Toto Yori, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was how he was, he was an archer, but he was a samurai, mainly an archer. Like the first guy, or well, the first guy I did, I can't remember his name. You might remember his name. Who gave you your bow and everything. But uh, he defended this one coastal town on Tsushima from pirates all by himself from up on a cliff. And he had this armor that was really good and was supposed to help with like bow shooting and everything. And it's the Taka? That maybe. Wait, Taka? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember who gave me the bow. I forgot his name as well. Anyways, so you can do that and then get the armor. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the best armor set in the game for bow shooting. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I found and did was for... It was someone's heavenly strike, but it's a technique you can learn. Not a stance or anything, but a technique. You know and what? Well, I I think I know what you're talking about now because I think that I've 
I've seen that stuff in like the in the menus because mm-hmm. Heavenly Strike sounds familiar. Yeah, you might not have done it, but this is how no, you but find it, them. yeah, because you'll hear the story and then it'll give you a clue as to where it is. It'll give you a waypoint to go to and then like an area to search, search mm-hmm. area, and you can find a clue leading to it. The second one I've done was the Heavenly Strike, which. I don't feel like explaining this story, but this guy created a technique faster than the human I could see to kill evil lightning dogs in a thunderstorm or whatever, something like that. And then you find his descendants, and then you save them. But then you get into a fight with this one guy. Basically, you end up learning the technique, and you shoot forward, and it's basically a giant slash, kind of, while you're shooting mm-hmm. forward. And I've killed two people at once with it before, so you can probably kill like three or four if they're lined up and you do it correctly. But you press triangle and circle at the same time, and it costs one resolve to do it. But it pretty much instantly kills them from what I've seen. I haven't done it on brutes or anything, but it'll kill regular guys. Yeah, Um, so I pretty much use all my resolve for healing because I am constantly... Out of health. But speaking of dogs, um, have you ever, I'm, I'm sure you have, came across those those stupid dog things? Fox dens? No, not the fox dens. The, like, the yeah, dogs that attack you. No, they're, they're like dogs that the enemies have. But they're, they look like old dogs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I but, think I've encountered them once. Yeah, it's annoying. Because they're so hard to to attack. So I've learned, because I've also fought a bear and a boar. Uh, They have a pattern. They have the one attack that you can't block or anything. So just Mm -hmm. dodge once. Uh, I think it was the bear. It would attack two times in a row. So you'd have to dodge it twice, and then you could get one or two hits in on it. I learned this the hard way, because I dodged the first one, and I'm like, all right, I can hit it now. No, it goes right into another attack, and it won me back. But anyways, I think it just has two attacks that it does in a row, and then you can get one or two hits in on it. And then mm-hmm. with the boars, it's just like one attack, and then you can get a hit in on it, as long as you don't get hit. So just time your dodges, and you can do it. So the only time that I've ever had to fight a bear, mm-hmm. I've just gotten on something high and shot him with arrows. That that seems like a coward's way to do it, but you did kill him. Yeah, it worked. He died. He was the one that died. And I think the only reason that he attacked me was because I let him out of his cage on accident. Well, he was. It in was a like cage one of those reason hunter. It was like one of those free the prisoners missions, and I was oh, just was opening it? up every cage that I could, and then yeah, I accidentally opened up his. I think I know what you're talking about. It was the one with Ryuzo when you were going to free the straw, some of the straw hat ronins after you got the grappling. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I just climbed up cages. on his cage. It's just, I found one of the cages and I didn't look and I opened the first one I got to because there were two cages side by side. First mm-hmm. one's one that had a bear in it and I had already killed the people in that little area to get them out. And I'm like, those aren't people. That's a bear. And then proceeded to die because I had low health. Anyways, moving on from me dying. What else uh, do we got to talk about in Ghost of Shima? Listen, dying seems to be a pretty a pretty common occurrence in the game, but I actually don't mind it because the loading times are so freaking short 
Yeah, like, have you noticed that? Yeah, because I'm like, whenever I play a game, if I die, I'm like, all right, I got like a minute or something to look at my phone. <laughs> it's like 10, 15 seconds on a loading screen. Three After seconds. I timed it. Oh, cool. It was. It took it's me short. three seconds to load, and it probably takes you even less time because you have a PS4 Pro, don't you? Yeah. Let's just say in the ballpark of three to seven seconds then. Because yeah. depending on what it is, it might be. I'd say it varies depending on where it responds you at. Right. But well, and I what I was going to say now. I've also read that uh, Sucker Punch, when they were making the game, they had to make the loading t- screens uh, longer just so people could read the tips. <laughs> which I think oh, is insane. Speaking of Sucker Punch, if I'm not mistaken, the last game they came out with was Infamous Second Son, I believe. And that Um, was back in 2014. I know that they made the Infamous games. I don't know when, uh, when their last game was. Yeah, no, first Infamous First Light. Which is a DLC to Second Son, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the first thing we've seen from them since 2014. And so far, I'm liking it. I'm not going to say I love it yet, but I'm liking it because I do love open world games and stuff like Ghost of Tsushima or Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've thought back to while playing it because I'm like, huh, riding around on a horse and everything, climbing these mountains to look at certain things or just go to a shrine and get a charm that's something i've noticed too about about this game is it's it's got a lot of similarities to origins and odyssey and i like that like it's got everything that's that was good about those games with its own unique charm to it as well right and i can't really pick out what that is it might be the story um, it might be, you know, it might be the world, but it does have its own special charm. Or how in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you can seemingly climb up a sheer cliff face, but you can't do that in this one. You have to find little areas on the cliff that you can climb. So with Infamous Second Son, I've played it. You haven't, right? No, I haven't played any of them, but they're on my, uh, they're on my, my backlog because I've all been- of them are on ps now it's yeah it's been a while since i've played infamous second son i haven't beaten it i'll have to go back and do it at some point but i liked it because i thought it was interesting and just a fun game to play kind of open world as well not as expansive as ghost of tsushima for sure because with that you're kind of just in i forgot what city it is uh seattle that's what it was just like in a lockdown seattle because you know conduits and everything So you can explore Seattle for the most part in the game. So not as expansive as Shusima, so it's great to see that they've made it a much larger and more expansive world with that. And then while I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, I found myself looking and comparing it to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is another open world game, and I love open world games. And Mm -hmm. just the fact of riding around on a horse across this huge map and everything and climbing mountains to go either look at something or get a charm from a shrine that'll help me or just 
something else at the top of a mountain. I'm like, this is really cool. I'm remembering Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I love it. Right. I'm not going to say I love Ghost of Tsushima yet, though. I do highly like it. I'll say I love it. I mean, that's not a, a definitive rating for the game. It doesn't. I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say that I love it. Like it is a really fun game that I can see myself going back to. Mm-hmm. Where with Last of Us, the main the main uh, attractive part of that game was yeah yeah thank you the main attraction of that game was the story there was there's not really much to do uh, after the game's over with once you leave like, seattle in the last of us part two it gets less open world well even even in seattle like it, it took me like it wasn't a big open an world. hour and a half to explore all of seattle it took me longer because i actually explored <laughs> all of seattle unlike you just saying no, I did. I ex- well, I I explored all of Seattle to get the the trophy. Mm. Um, and when and you have to explore all of Seattle anyways. Just if you're trying to get the uh, the collectible trophy, because mm. they're the collectibles are hidden all over Seattle. So, but it still only took me like an hour and a half at the most. <laughs> But also, I was following a a guide, so. I wasn't. And once I got out of Seattle, uh, I deleted the game from my, my PlayStation for storage because I was tired of Jason the Platinum. But, you know, like I was saying, I don't know if I ever finished it or not. Uh, Wait, did you but, not beat Last of Us Part 2? No, I did. I I don't know if I ever finished what I was saying earlier. The oh, main attraction, the main attraction to uh, The Last of Us Two was its story. Um, so you know, there's not much to do in the in the end game. But like once I beat Ghost of Tsushima, you know there are the tales of Tsushima. There, there are uh, yeah. Some of them, the fox have, dens, the Mongol hideouts, not to mention just running around the map. Yep. For some fun. of the side quests are its own little storyline, like the one with the bowmaster is nine, I believe, and then the one with what's her face, whose entire family Yara. is killed. Not know. Yara Hunter. Uh, she's the uh, one oh the old lady. Yeah, I don't remember her name. That's also nine, and I noticed because I did all the ones of the bowmaster that I could, and mm-hmm. then I'm going back and doing the old lady ones now. But I can only do like the first three of the nine in the bowmaster's quest, and I'm like, huh. I guess I'll have to get into like Act Two to get the rest which is making me think that there's a total of three acts in the game i might be there wrong is time. oh there is yeah okay so i'm guessing they give you three side missions for the little bus lines of them every act uh i don't follow the the guides on the first playthrough but i do kind of have it pulled up just so i can look at the mission list and see or where i'm at in the act and uh, when I was searching for 
Toradori's armor, Toradori's armor. I can't remember his name. Something like that. The bowmaster. Because yeah. one of the things, one of the clues is at the top of the mountain, you see like a little shrine to him, and there's a cylinder, and inside the cylinder is a picture. And what you're supposed to do is like compare where you're at on the mountain to the picture, and then go in that direction, and there will be a cave. I got really confused, and I'm like, huh. Don't know where I'm supposed to go because I got off the mountain because it has a house in front of a little river. And then you cross the river. I'm like, I think I see a house down there. It was a house. It was just on fire and there was no river. It was just a big gravel path because I have bad eyesight. Anyways, so I got lost. So this is this mountain. is a side mission, right? Uh, Yes, but you have to find the musician. And like I said, I found the two musicians I have by talking to people in the towns. And mm-hmm. they'll say, I heard this tale from a musician over in this area that you might like. And then they'll tell you where it is, and you go there and you can hear it, and then it'll start that entire thing. Mm-hmm. But it'll give you a marker at where the musician is. And it'll tell you, because I think it'll show up in the purple little quest tracker thing when they tell yeah. you where it is. Yeah, one of the things that I love about the game is, uh, like, whenever you are looking for something or you're trying to get to your next objective, you you don't have, like, a big annoying map, like, at the bottom of your screen, like a mini-map. or And the HUD that is there is, like, super small, so you're, you're really immersed in the game's world. Or so a giant quest marker in the middle of your screen that's, like, two kilometers away. Right. Um, instead of all that, it's the guiding wind. Swipe up on the D-pad or touchpad. Right. Right. Um, or it, it was, uh, the, the, the right stick button. I don't know what, what it's called, but that's the D-pad, right? I don't know, but it was the right stick button like earlier on in the game. Uh, and then for some reason it switched it with photo mode. Did it do that for you? Like it's it swapped buttons out for photo mode with me. I have no idea what you're saying because if you press down on right stick, that's how you crouch, and then right on the D pad is uh, photo mode. Left on the D pad is how you call your horse. Right. So yeah, it the guiding wind was right on the D pad, like in the beginning of the game for me. I don't remember that. And then it just switched. Like halfway through Act 1. And it said, uh, Guiding Wind is now. Swipe up. I don't know. I might have messed with something in settings to do that. but I do. Like I, I didn't know if that was just the, me or not. I do like they're using the touchpad part of the touchpad, though. Because from what I've played, I haven't really seen too much use out of it. Except from like earlier games or something. Other than right. just like it's, press the touchpad to open a menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncharted used it a little bit, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. Like to turn pages in the journal and stuff. It's been a long time since I've played Uncharted. Before. Yeah, me too. But that's that's what I remember from it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I want to talk about the combat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's definitely like a learning curve to it. Oh yeah, because it took me the longest time to get the 
hang of parrying on time because mm-hmm. I didn't do too good with it in the tutorial section. And then when I go to fight Mongols or bandits or anything like that, I try to parry and I'm like, man, I am doing this way late or way early and I'm getting stabbed a lot and it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, getting stabbed doesn't feel good. Well, and also dodging. It's taken me forever to to get to a point where I can dodge and then immediately go in for a counterattack. That's a skill, Hunter. No. Yeah. The, I, I know that's a skill, but like that the skills without pressing any buttons, you automatically do it if it's a perfect dodge, right? Uh, I'm talking about. Another. I'm I'm talking about just like with my own skill, where I can jump out of the way and then attack. Because if I like, sometimes whenever I would I would dodge and then attack, I would just be like swiping at nothing. <laughs> but well, I can now I've, really quick because well, I know there is a skill on the or technique in the technique tree where mm-hmm. you can dodge and then it'll keep your focus on the enemy that you dodge or something yeah. like that. I know it what you're talking about. Say keep your focus on them. But if you press square to attack or triangle to attack, you'll attack them. I mainly use it for you know, uh, spears because they don't have an attack that you can block. It's always just the unblockable red attack. Right. I hate the spears. I hate them. They're not that bad once you get the hang of dodging. Well, you also have the third stance. I don't have that yet. I don't really use the third stance. Well. I don't think the stances really do anything other than change holding or like your heavy attack. It worked pretty well for me. Or holding triangles. Yeah. Because I know that I'll use the... They make it easier to break their defense. Yeah, if you use the heavy attack, because that's what the heavy attack is for. Right. Because the stone stance, which is the first one, if you, as you may have noticed, if you hold triangle, then you do like a big one. If you, Mm -hmm. the first seal you can get in the stone stance is hold triangle and tap it, and you do two pokes. I'll use the waters holding one a lot more than stone, just because I find it more useful. Mm -hmm. And it's, Hold triangle and then tap it three times. And the first one is just a big slash, and the next three are just slashes as well. And that'll break their defense and maybe get you one or two hits on their person. Yeah. And then you can hit them with square, and that'll usually take them out. And I like that. But back to what we were talking about with evasion dodging slash, an evasive strike useful against slow moving enemies. So square then. Or not square, a uh, circle and square. I mainly use it against spears, though, because once they attack, they're kind of stood still for a second or mm-hmm. two before they can really do anything. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, the spears are bad, and I don't like them. So, hmm. ha. <laughs> they might be my um, least favorite enemy, because I haven't had too many problems with shields. Right. The shields aren't that bad. The swords are my favorite enemy. Because they're the easiest? Because they're the easiest, exactly. And and hey, that you can you can 
parry their their attacks and then hit them with a big big slicey downy thingy and then parry the shield attacks as well yeah but it doesn't feel as cool i like the sword guys the sword guys yeah but we could go back and forth for 10 minutes so let's talk about something else (laughs) in the game okay uh, um, I have it pulled up now. We could talk about your legend and everything. All right, yeah. So the legend's the legend is, interesting. Yeah. So for it's kind of like your level, basically. It's your title. And, yeah, but and it and it levels up the more that missions you do and stuff. Yeah, and there's technique points. Techniques are skills in this, basically. So every so often along the circle of progression in it you get a technique point and completing side quests or just completing bases or main quests it'll give you different amounts of let's just say experience for your legend and your title of it changes each time the first one you're called at the beginning of the game you're like the broken samurai or something and then i forget the next of them the rest of them between broken samurai and what i'm on right now which is legend of the ghost Mm-hmm. But each, I'm just going to say the first uh, five times you level that up, because I'm assuming you can level it up more than five times, because there's definitely a lot more than that. Yeah. You get to pick ghost weapons, which are kunai, black powder bomb, smoke bomb, sticky bomb, and a wind chime. And those are very useful. I find myself using the kunai and the sticky bombs a bit, the kunai more so. Because what the kunai will do is they'll stun an enemy if you throw it at them in battle. You can throw two at once and then upgrade it to throw three at once. Yeah, and they'll inflict some damage, but they're mainly used to stagger them in case you have a bunch rushing you. And then you can just run up and get some hits in on them and most of the time kill them before they're unstaggered. And I'll use that quite a bit. I'm just going to say that the kunai knives are a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Because I I kind of forget that they exist for a while, but then I realize that they exist, and I I use them all the time. Oh, they're useful against brutes of any kind with the right hammers or the brutes with the big shields, well, especially, especially whenever you got like a well. right. Especially well, the kunai knives are really useful whenever you got like a big group of people and they're all attacking you at once. So that way you don't have to like keep dodging. You can just throw a couple knives out and then attack one guy. Same with the sticky bomb. Because when you the enemy you throw it at, it'll stagger them and then it'll blow up and then it'll damage the people around them as well. But it will also damage you if you're too close. But you can get rid of that with one technique, which is Basically, you're no longer adversely affected by a bomb's blast, so you can stand right next to it, I believe, and be fine and not take damage or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then the black powder bomb is what it is. It's a bomb that you can throw. And then wind chimes are basically like throwing a stone, so to speak, in most games, where it'll draw the attention away of one enemy. Mm-hmm. And not multiple, just the one I've noticed. I've, like, can I draw two enemies' attention? It's just one, and it'll show you which 
one you're drawing attention to or away from. And at first yeah. you can only have like two. Oh, I just noticed this. You can upgrade it and get a firecracker to attract multiple. But the one chime is one. And then the last one is a smoke bomb. I don't have that one, but it's a smoke bomb. I have the it's smoke bomb, and I don't really use it that often. Well, I sort of forget that I have all these special special weapons. I just don't see myself using the smoke bomb, because once I get into combat, I'm like, I don't yeah, think I'm going to run focused. away. Right, yeah. you're too focused on the combat to think about using the the smoke bomb or at least that's how it is for me mm-hmm. then there's just evolving tactics which is like assassination where and you can upgrade that to where you can chain it to kill two people at once and then three people at once mm-hmm. and i've upgraded that completely so i can chain three at once <laughs> then there's the standoff streak which we talked about earlier there's concentration, which is your basic slowing down time while you're aiming your. And then you can just upgrade cooldown and stuff. I forgot that. that I had that too, the concentration. Yeah. I so need I'll to use, use the these. Oh, I've been using them not a lot, but if I'm like right. away from someone, then I'll use it just to make sure I shoot them in the head. And shooting them in the head doesn't always kill them i think or i'm just a bad shot no it doesn't always kill them from what i can tell same with the leaders like assassinations will kill everyone except the (laughs) leaders from what i've seen maybe the brutes as well but definitely the leaders it'll just go like critical strike and you'll do a bunch of damage to the leader maybe like one third or two thirds of their health and then you'll be thrown Mm -hmm. into fighting them it's the same way uh, in Assassin's Creed, where like if you're trying to sneak up on like a bounty hunter or someone that's a higher level than you, it'll it'll just do heavy damage yeah, instead of kill them. Right. By leveling up or just upgrading the spear. Mm-hmm. The the oh wait no you can upgrade it. Slightly, because you can upgrade the Tonto, but you can only upgrade it twice. <laughs> oh, and it doesn't increase damage, it just increases the speed and stealth, which is just, you know, kill them faster and yeah. assassinate enemies more quietly. I haven't really had a problem with noise when assassinating anyone. Yeah, me neither, but I, I have had problems with how long it takes them to die. Not and really I I do think I upgraded that. I do think I've upgraded that. So. I've upgraded the katana once. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are your your final thoughts on the game? Because we're about forty forty three minutes in. Oh, fun! I'm liking it so far. Not gonna say I love it because I want to get farther into a game before I say I love it or anything than just the first third of it. Well, yeah, you don't don't kiss on the first date. Well, I don't. You might. I would. But we don't have to worry about that. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and kiss on the first date right now. I am loving this game so far. Unless they do something super drastic with the story later on in the game. Or, That's why I always hold out whenever I say stuff like this. I'm like, I'm going to wait before I say I love it. Or it's 
like an amazing game or anything. I'm liking it so far. It's being pretty good on its way to being amazing, on my way to loving it. But like you were saying, drastic with the story. Don't know. I, I don't see, I cannot think of any major story changes that would make me quit, though. Like the two, like I can see two big things happening for the story. It's the same thing, but it can go one of two ways. The uncle is captured at the beginning of the game. I feel like that's common knowledge. And you're trying to save him in the first act. I don't know if you actually go to save him in the first act. Don't you tell me because I'm not done with the first act, Hunter. Anyways, the way I see it playing out is the uncle either gets killed or you rescue him. That's pretty much a given, I think. So I can kind of already see the, either one of those happening. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on what does happen. Because I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, so, yeah, final verdict on the game so far. Not Obviously, the jury's still out, but, yeah, we're both liking it a lot. I, I would even go as far to say that I love it. Um, speaking of drastic story changes, uh, we're, we're going to, I'm going to talk, I don't know if I told you about this, but I'm, I'm going to talk about it anyways. Uh, Last of Us 2 almost had a very different ending. And there, we're we're gonna talk about some spoilers here because the game's been out for a month now. I have not heard about this different ending, so I'm interested to hear it. I've got my popcorn, and I'm gonna sit here and listen to what could have been. Yeah, um, I'm pulling the uh, the article back up because I accidentally closed it out earlier, but basically, what happened was Neil Druckmann. Uh, did an interview with, uh, I think it was, uh, I don't remember his name, the dude who plays Joel. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Troy Baker. Yeah. He was on his YouTube podcast thingy, and he was talking to him. Uh, basically, we all know how the uh, the the story actually ended where Ellie and Abby are fighting. They're, they're duking it out, and then Ellie lets Abby go, and she she realizes that she, she's a better person. She doesn't need the, uh, the, the revenge to fulfill. She doesn't need to avenge Joel's death. And in doing so, she lost one of probably the last connection she had with Joel. She lost two or three of her fingers and can no longer play the guitar right-handed. I mean, Joel, we still knew that Joel makes guitars, and left-handed guitars are a thing. So all I'm saying is he probably taught her, or she knows how to, what's going to stop her from making a left-handed guitar and then playing that. Yeah. Well, that's that's how the, the, the story actually ended. It almost did not end that way. Um, it almost ended with Ellie killing Abby, which I guess was what we were all expecting to happen. Yeah. And I'm sort of glad that it didn't happen because I know that the ending's been sort of controversial or whatever because she, uh, I guess people feel like the whole storyline was sort of pointless because it was all like revenge based. But I, I see it as more of like a, a redemption arc 
where Ellie's so obsessed with finding closure for Joel's death that she she wants to kill Joel's killer. Yeah, one of the first and, things Abby does in the game is find closure for her father's death because Joel killed her dad. Right. So, what's the game and, trying to say? Well, and I think... I think that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a philosopher. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like had the game actually gone with the ending of Ellie killing Abby, we might've seen a little bit of insight to, uh, what Ellie's feeling because maybe killing Abby didn't give her the closure that she was looking for. And maybe killing Abby just made her realize that, uh, she went down the wrong path and killed a ton of people. Or it would have um, given her closure, because it seemed to have given Abby closure when she killed Joel. But did it? Well, it seemed like it. Until Ellie went and killed all her friends. And then Abby went and killed Ellie's friends. It's just this big back and forth of Joel killed her dad. So she kills Joel. So Ellie kills her friends. So Abby kills her friends. And it's just a big bag. And Ellie, Ellie was the one to break the cycle at the end when she let Abby go. And had that not happened, I feel like it would have been super... Well, it would have been super different for Ellie. Because Wait, even... Abby broke the cycle. Because... Abby could have killed Ellie. And she could have killed Dana, who was She pregnant, couldn't have. But... She couldn't have killed Ellie. She was, like, whenever Ellie found her, she was, like, crucified, and Ellie cut her down. No, I mean before, when, back at the theater, when <laughs> Abby found it and killed Jesse, and uh, the kid oh. shot Tommy in the knee. Mm-hmm. Abby's like, I'm gonna let you live. Remember that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so that's a good point, actually. Cycle. I hadn't thought of it that way. Huh. That's... That sort of changes how I feel about the ending. Like, it doesn't change... It doesn't It doesn't make me hate the ending or whatever now that I'm... But it, it does... It does sort of change my motivations or what I feel like Ellie's motivations were in letting her go. I think at the end of the day, it's just Ellie didn't want to be the person that uh, that kept this cycle going. Because I know, I know that Abby was technically ended the cycle. The cycle was already broken on her. It was but broken. Ellie, Ellie could have started the cycle back up had she killed Abby, because Abby had friends too, and her friends could have came after. Kid? Okay. Yeah, He's Lev. Yeah. Die. What about yeah? What about Lev? They didn't Lev die. Probably gonna die if Ab- if Ellie killed Abby. Let's be honest. <laughs> Lev was knocked unconscious on that boat, and it didn't look like they were gonna wake. Lev was gonna wake up. I'm just throwing that out there. So if Ellie killed Abby. So if you Lev think that Ellie killed Lev. Abby, and they were making a third game, what would you think would happen in the third game? Because my initial thought would be somehow Lev survived that and is hunting Ellie. Right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's that's what I think is that. Like, could you see that happening? I mean, sure, I could see it happening, but how possible it is. Well, it doesn't matter if it's possible if they want to take a a riding approach. If if they want that to be the storyline of the third game, they're going to ride it to so that Lev somehow survives. So if they make a third game now, what's the storyline of it going to be? Um... Ellie going back, trying to find her way back to, to Dina, and something happens. Oh, actually, I'm going to think about that. Because this person pointed it out. You get a close-up on Ellie's fingers after she goes back and everything. And sometimes and that's gone. her thing. Really, Hunter? It's not like we see them get bitten <laughs> off by Abby. And I'm going to stop. Right. Moving on. Her fingers are healed. So they're like closed up and everything. They're healed. Time has obviously passed. She's changed clothes and everything. Like gotten washed up. <laughs> fingers are healed. Everything. So it could be argued that she already found them back in Jackson. Or whatever. Yeah. I, I doubt it. Then why would she go back to the farmhouse? Closure. And not stay because with them. Didn't she also have notebooks in the farmhouse? Yes. Well then, where was she going at the at the very very end of the game? Whenever she left the farmhouse, presumably back to Jackson. I don't know. I think it would have showed that, but if you know what? Joel was like a father to her, and Tommy is Joel's brother. That makes Tommy like an uncle to her. And if Dina and JJ are back in Jackson, that's where her three remaining family members are. Hmm. So what reason would she have to stay away from Jackson? Well, maybe it just just took her a while. I don't know. I don't know. You make a good point. I don't feel like it would have taken extremely long if one of the first things we see at the farmhouse after we get acquainted to it is Tommy showing up on horseback by himself with a bad knee and everything. So it can't. How be long does it take? Back. How long does it take for fingers to heal up? Like a year? I think it depends. I'm going to Google that. How long does it take for, uh, what, severed fingers? Fingers to heal. It says... Larger tissue injuries that require surgical treatment can take weeks or months to heal. That doesn't sound right to me. Bring your amputated finger with you to the emergency room. Maybe Allie was going to the emergency room. (laughs) That's where she was. My dad had not had his finger cut off, but... He had it cut, and it was hanging on by, like, a sliver and everything. So he kind of brought it to the emergency room with him, and it's sewed back on now. He has his finger and everything's fine. The only thing that really can... I don't even think there's a scar or anything there. The only mm-hmm. thing you can really see about it is that the fingernail kind of grows weirdly. It's, like, kind of sideways. But, I mean, the finger was almost cut off, so it's kind of to be expected. Well, the point of my joke was that uh, the there there are there isn't uh, really 
high quality healthcare in the post apocalyptic world. I would like that. No, I like Ellie. I want to play as Ellie. Maybe, maybe I could. I, you, you got all the character development from the first one and the second one with Ellie. I don't, but I also the feel first like half of the game or first like bit of the game. And I, I feel like, like Ellie's Ellie's is, story isn't finished. I feel like there's a whole lot more to her story. I don't, I don't think we could play as JJ, but maybe, maybe we can. If they Maybe make the third she, game, and if. Ellie takes on the role of Joel that Joel had in the first one, and JJ takes on the role of Ellie that Ellie had in the first one, and they make a fourth one, then yeah, I can see it. If they make a, if they make two more games, I can see playing as JJ. Where if in the third one Ellie takes on the role that Joel had in the first one, and JJ <laughs> takes on the role that Ellie had in the first one, kind of. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. JJ won't be immune. Or anything. Yeah. Ellie's probably the only one immune to it. But, like, kind of just, he's there and everything. Then I could see it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for like a couple of missions, kind of like how you could play as Ellie for a couple of missions in the first game. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like that, but I don't Ellie know. I'd want to play as Ellie. He dedicated to her in the first game. Listen, Ellie. Ellie is a strong, leading woman, and I I would not want to play as anyone else except for Joel. But I can't play as Joel anymore. Uh, I think that I think that our Last of Us two discussion has gone on way longer than I intended it to, but that's yep. okay because we are also going to talk about the Ubisoft forward event now quite a few sorry what speaking of the Ubisoft word event I'm going to go ahead and say this because I'm excited for it because I love the Assassin's Creed franchise as I might have stated earlier I can't remember but I've been a fan of it for a long time I love it Assassin's Creed Valhalla this is going to contradict what I said earlier about me waiting to get over halfway through a game to say whether or not I love it but I'm going to say it now I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla I love what we've seen of it I love what if it sucks? What if it's like the worst game that's ever existed? I will live in denial for my entire life, Hunter. All right, that's fair. Um, but before we get to that, uh, quite a few things were revealed. Uh, you know, Just Dance, the crew, uh, DLCs, you know, nobody cares about that stuff. But the the, the big hitters, well... Brawlhalla is coming to iOS and Android. I don't think either of us really give a hoot nope. about that. Um, then Hyperscape is, and I don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't. I'm gonna admit it. I didn't watch the uh, Ubisoft Forward. I just watched the the highlights. I watched what I cared about from it, which was Assassin's yeah. Creed, and apparently Far Cry Six, from what you told me later. Yeah. Uh, but from what I know about Hyperscape, and I could be completely wrong, but it seems to me like it's a, a battle royale type deal. Um, it's in open beta now. It was only announced this month, and it doesn't have a final release date. But it's scheduled for summer. Um, coming to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. It's summer right now. 
Late summer. Okay. Probably sometime August. I'm sitting thinking, do you mean current summer or summer 2021? No. Probably sometime in August, I would say. Uh, but, you know, that's those aren't that's not the the biggest news. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion was was shown off. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it features the ability to play as any character in the game. There are no NPCs. Yeah, you can just take control. Like I saw uh, an IGN video where they they just took control of a random like old guy and and made him a super hacker. <laughs> and I have questions about that. Mm-hmm. How? Well, how do you do that? You hack them. I don't know. But how do you hack them? What is in their brain to hack them, Hunter? I don't know. Um, it was initially due for release in March. Not March of next year, March of this year, but, you know, delays. It's now going to launch on October 29th on Xbox, PS4, Stadia, and PC, as well as Uplay+. Plus. When Series X and PS5 launch, it'll be on those systems, too, and will be a free upgrade. Uh, I literally just went back and played Watch Dogs for the first time, and I haven't started Watch Dogs 2 yet, but I, I did really like the first one. And so I've been sort of purposefully avoiding stuff about this game because I don't want any possible spoilers for two. So speaking of Watch Dogs and how it's Ubisoft and everything, have you seen all the stuff pointing to how Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed very well may take place in the same universe as in a cutscene, I think it's a cutscene, from Watch Dogs being able to be viewed in the background of a computer screen in one of the Assassin's Creed games. I can't remember which one. I did not know. So I remember seeing that and people were talking about I forgot the guy's name. What's the name of the guy in the first one, Hunter? Aiden Pierce. Aiden Pierce. People talked yeah. about him being an assassin, and I'm like, it'd be interesting. I think they should make an Assassin's Creed in 80s Brooklyn. Hunter, no. If you ask me, that's... <laughs> this is on. You said this was going on Spotify and... Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play eventually. Um, never posted the we're in the big leagues. We did on yeah. any of those. It's still- yeah, so I should probably explain myself. I We made the first podcast when we were like in middle school. Freshman year of high school or something. Eighth grade. Something like that. Um, and I said a lot of stupid things. Probably the most stupid. Well, I don't know. I haven't been able to listen to the whole thing. But I what I presume... What I we presumed to be the first thing, or the stupidest thing, was uh, we were talking about what where we wanted Assassin's Creeds, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to see an Assassin's Creed in like Sparta or whatever." And, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, yeah, uh, Viking times, <laughs> which has all happened. Ancient Japan and China, which, and I don't mean Chronicles because Chronicles doesn't count as a full Assassin's Creed game in my mind. Anyways. And uh, the time of William Wallace. But anyways, continue, Hunter. Continue. And I said, you know what? What would be cool? An Assassin's Creed set in 1980s Brooklyn. Yo yo. Because Sibley. there is no, there is no time in history that has as rich a history as Brooklyn, New York. Can we please have Captain Raymond Jacob Holt make a cameo? 
Please. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> we help him stop the yo-yo strangler. Yeah. Okay. Um, enough of that. that. That's stupid. I shouldn't have said anything. Um, but you did. So You said something. From the little bit that I've seen, I'm excited for Watch Dogs Legion. This feature seems pretty cool, uh, where you can play as anyone. But like I said, I haven't looked too much into it, because I don't want any spoilers for the second game. Uh, then we got some Valhalla gameplay. Um, yes. It confirmed a November 17th release date. Uh, two days before Cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk's November nineteenth, right? Uh, I think. I well, it's it's in the same week, which leads me to think that uh, consoles are releasing around that time, or oh. at least one of them. Oh, I remember now. Hang on, November. It's uh, I think one comes out on Monday and one comes out on a Friday. Okay. Anyways, it's 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 within the same week as Cyberpunk. But it says it's planned for launch on Xbox One, Series X, PS4, PS5, PC, and Stadia. The only current-gen platforms have confirmed release dates as the next-gen consoles. Only release dates have yet to be revealed. I'm reading this off of GameStop, GameSpot, by the way. Uh... And we, it's not talking about the features, but uh, we, we got a look at the combat system, the enemies, um, the, the Viking raids look super fun. I've fallen in I, love with the game. It, it does look super fun. It, it looks like, like it's going to have a lot of replayability. It looks like it, it might be on par with Black Flag, maybe. Oh, yeah, because Black Flag is your favorite one. Black Flag is my favorite, but I also really like the the sort of RPG ish system in Origins and Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So to blend the two would sort of be my dream Assassin's Creed game, right. and also Viking times. I mean, that's that's just more specifically like the icing on the cake. Raiding England, right? So yeah, super excited for that. I'm excited for the combat because it obviously showed the dual wielding mechanics, and you get to pick what weapons you have. So you could have a sword and an axe, a sword and a shield, an axe and a shield, a hammer, and like you a- can have two shields. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, and I saw them do like I saw the character do like a kind of a bulldozer thing with the two shields, where it put him at an angle in front of him and just ran through. Like That's so like, cool. Could you imagine being a Viking, like a real Viking, and you go into a raid with just two shields on your arms? No, now it's got me thinking. There's got to be just like combat oriented for just two shields gameplay. There has to be. I think it's mostly for like the raids and stuff. But hey, we we've still got a lot to to see about this game. And we, we haven't, we're still months away from playing it. I want to know more about the hidden blade in it because it's on top and everything. And I want to know if it was a Viking creation or if he just found it or what. Because what I feel like what a lot of people don't know is like the Vikings are actually very skilled craftsmen and everything. The Viking longboat was a modern marvel for their time, could be in the sea and go in shallow rivers and everything. 
And that was like great ingenuity at the time. And a lot of people don't realize that because before they were biking, they were actually like woodworkers or something, I believe. Mm-hmm. Carpenters. Something like that. So one mechanic that was shown before also in the thing. Yeah. In the gameplay right now. In yeah. the gameplay. Uh, and someone asked a question about this on Twitter as well. There's an x-ray mechanic like seen in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Not really. Oh, yeah. And it showed it with the hidden blade going inside of the person's chest and seeing their organs and rib cage and everything. And I think stabbing mm-hmm. them in the heart and then pulling it out. And someone asked if that was just part of a cutscene or if that's going to be an actual gameplay. And if I remember correctly, they said both. It'll kind of be mixed in both ways. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that's so cool. I I actually uh, did not see that until you told me about it, like before we started recording. Uh, and I have looked yes, into sir. it a little bit. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that. It was in the trailer, man. Right, but I I didn't know that it was like a part of the gameplay. Oh. So I I am excited to learn a little bit more about that. Also. Uh, Ubisoft showed the announcement trailer for Far Cry 6 featuring Gustavo Fring. Yeah. Um, and calling in jokingly Gustavo Castro. Um, yeah, I I'm super excited for this game because just the story alone, like Far Cry games are always fun. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I I love the setting of Far Cry Five. I know that was sort of controversial, um, but the the storyline of this one looks super cool. Just because the the villain in the game, I don't know. Do we get a do we get a name for him? I can't remember. I don't think we do. So I'm just gonna call him definitely not Fidel Castro. I'm gonna call him Diego's better. dad because <laughs> we got Diego. <laughs> That's funny. Um, But yeah, so whenever he handed him the grenade and pulled the pin out, like, Mm -hmm. not to be, not to be, you know, basic or whatever, but I was sort of on the edge of my seat. Oh, no, that got me speculating because that's all we saw. And I'm sitting here thinking, so did we see anything with the main character that we're going to be playing as or no? And then I got to thinking, could we be playing as Diego and trying to overthrow his father in his corrupt ways and helping the people? Or what? I don't think so. It'd be interesting because to see, but I don't think what I'm reading here. What I'm reading here is the game features the return of a fully voiced protagonist who can be either a man or a woman. So I don't think you can play as Diego. Yeah, you can't. Because it, unless they like do a gender bendy thing, but normally like with Valhalla, they're two separate characters for male and female. They aren't oh. just a Something gender bent version. I just remembered that, like I said, in Odyssey you can pick between male or female. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, you can swap between either a male or female character in the middle of gameplay. Whereas in Valhalla, you pick either Alexios or Cassandra, and I think that's it. You play as them for the entirety of the game. Yeah, my bad. Odyssey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that's cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be switching, but I guess it's cool to have that option for people that, that want to, you know? Mm-hmm. So on, on the uh, excitement meter, one out of 10, I'm going to, I'm going to list off names of games that were shown off and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our excitement. We'll rate our excitement. Uh, Hyperscape. That's a three for me. Uh, I'll go with three as well because I know nothing about it. Yeah, if I knew anything about it, I might be a little bit more excited. I might be like at a five, but I'm going to go with a three. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I'll go with a seven. I haven't seen too much for it. I'm going to go with like an eight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Valhalla, I think, is Twelve. a ten for both of us. Yeah. Far Cry 6. I'm going to go with a 9 or an 8. I'm going to go with a 10. 8.5. Really? You're, you're as excited for Far Cry 6 as you are Watch Dogs? No, Watch Dogs was a 7. Far Cry is an 8.5. You know what? I'll give, I'll give Far Cry a 9. Because I'd, I'm not as excited for it as I am Valhalla. But it, it does look super cool. Oh, so like I'm gonna give biggest, it a nine. Actually, four biggest games. I'm gonna go with four here that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm really excited for are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and uh, Horizon: New Horizon. I need to play the first Horizon. My bad. I, I still need to do that. Um. Okay, now I think that our guest is ready to call in. Uh, I'm super excited about this. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit starstruck because, um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, I I picked the ending of GTA Five where, well, it was the worst ending for him. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't played it, Connor, but it's like 10 years old, so... I was getting ready to say, it came out in what, 2013? Something like that. It. I think it was... I think you're right. Um. So, yeah. Uh, if you haven't figured out who our guest is, then you're probably pretty stupid. Or you just haven't played GTA Five, and you uh, you're offended by me calling you stupid, and I want to apologize for that. It, and that's okay. Honor's being a bit rude right now, but if he didn't get it, that's okay. You have nothing. You to know do what? You are completely correct. So, uh, like I said, our special guest today, uh, we invited him here because we wanted to hear his thoughts on GTA Five being released yet again. On the PS5, we've got the lovely Trevor Phillips. Trevor, are you there? How are you today? I'm lonely. I'm very I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, we're all we're all pretty lonely. <laughs> um. Anyways, a lot of people are upset that GTA is being released on another generation of consoles when GTA 6 hasn't even been announced. What would you say to all of those people? Oh, good grief. 
I've had enough of this crap. Sounds like you get that question a lot, Trevor. It's a computer um, for Skyrim at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Why do you think uh, Rockstar is releasing the game again, Trevor? Money! Are you are you getting a cut of that? Yeah! Oh, that's good. What are you going to spend it on? Cheesecake! Oh, <laughs> that, that's great. Um, I think, I think, I think that's man. enough. Smart man. I think that's enough. Uh, Trevor, thank you for being with us today. Who are you anyway? All right. Goodbye. Uh, that, that was our interview with the lovely Trevor Phillips. Uh, and that's hey, the hey, end of hey, our show. BFF. He is our BFF. That was, that was the end of the show. Uh, what are we going to be back, Josh? Uh, Sometime. Next game that comes out is Avengers, but I'm not going to get it because it looks like crap. Um, when does that come out? September sometime. Maybe August. I think uh, it's September, though. For like two weeks to a month. We'll go two weeks. We'll try two weeks. See how that goes. But at the latest, a month. Because it's been a month since our last one. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we completely forget about it, we'll at least have one out when uh, Valhalla and Cyberpunk come out. But hopefully, like it won't be that long. Five in November. <laughs> well, hopefully, it won't be that long. But uh, a couple months, probably, or <laughs> a couple weeks, probably week to a couple weeks to a month, somewhere around there. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you're listening on, you know, Apple Podcasts or or Spotify or Google Podcasts, if that's working, please uh, subscribe to us and give us a five-star rating because that puts us up in the search results and we want to be listened to by as many people as possible because we're attention seekers. Well, you are. Uh, I'm not. If you do that, I will love you. And I have commitment issues, but that's okay. You know what? Um, I've been pretty quick to say that I love certain things on this show. Yep, you have. Um, so I'm going to hold back on saying that I love you. But if you if you do both, if you subscribe and leave a five-star review, I will love you forever. You will be my soulmate. All right, I think we've done enough of uh, this yeah, begging. Enough. Yeah. All right, uh... Just just look for the next episode. It's it's coming out soon. Hopefully the audio isn't as screwed up as it was on the last one. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah, that'll be our, our, our stick. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.